Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. And happy holidays! You may have noticed that this episode is early. That's because I wanted you to be able to enjoy it before Christmas, because, I don't know about you, but I have a strict ban on Christmas music that is only lifted for the period between Thanksgiving dinner and December 25th. This is the Get Up in the Cool Christmas special, spectacular, featuring previous guests of the show, Ellie and Amy Hawkinson. And I'm confident they will join the pantheon of Christmas special characters like Charlie Brown, Frosty, Rudolph, Yukon uh, Cornelius, and uh, John McClane. This episode is Christmas canon, as far as I'm concerned. And as a special present to you, my dear listeners, I put this episode's bonus track, usually only available to certain Patreon subscribers, after the outro. It's also my fiddle debut on the show, NBD. And you'll want to stick around afterwards anyway, so I can tell you how to keep up with this week's guests. But first, here's my interview and jam with Ellie and Amy Hawkinson. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Well done. <laughs> Bring it up Christmas. Um, Ellie and Amy Hawkinson, mm -hmm. Merry Christmas and welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. I asked you if you'd be willing to do a Christmas episode and you said yes. So I was just kind of going out on a limb that you celebrated Christmas going up. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I, I was like, actually, maybe they're just like down for whatever. But I had prepared all these like sort of Christmas related questions. And then I was going to be really awkward if. <laughs> well, we have good news for you. OK. <laughs> Christmas was a very important part of our childhoods. Not so much in the in the church way, just in the like the family and the music. Sure. And the, yes. You, so no, no religious Christmas. Not so much. No, although Not some some of you know, our dad's traditions could be almost seen as a religion of their own. Yeah. Okay, like, like for you instance... You must be at Grandma and Grandpa's house before noon on Christmas Day. Why? Because uh, he's done it for 60 years, and he's not going to miss one now. Yeah. Have either of you missed one? We have, yeah. but he hasn't. He hasn't. Yeah. He's occasionally... I mean, we, we, been, we almost always end up there during the day, but he really needs to be there Christmas morning because yeah. it's really important to him. So yeah. I think, um, don't tell him that I said this, but a couple times it has been 1 p.m. Yeah. When he's gone. I think he just assumes it's before noon somewhere. I'll, I'll, cut, it, I'll cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll be the B-roll. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no one needs to know. <laughs> I do. I think I've been, I think we've both been at our grandma's house every year on Christmas. Yeah, I would. I think so. Can't, I can't remember. I can't think of one that well, we haven't. Even so. when I was studying in Sweden, I came home for Christmas. Even yeah. when I was studying in Arizona, I came home mm -hmm. for Christmas. Yeah. So. so this is this is Grandma that sang the song that we're going to sing yes. soon. This yeah. is Fiddle Grandma. Yeah. Fiddle, gr fiddle Grandma. grandma responsible for all of this, Grandma. Well, this is the... If I remember right, the Oregon like old time fiddlers association grandma, yes. right? Okay. Yeah, she Very good. she started the um, class at Clackamas Community College. Cabin Fever was what it was called. Yeah. It was a community bluegrass class, mm -hmm. and apparently many of the people showed up without paying tuition, and it didn't always it didn't keep going forever. Yeah. yeah. But some of the folks who would go to that class started the class in Vancouver called Steeplegrass, which met mm -hmm. on Wednesday nights, and it was another community bluegrass sort of class, and then folks who went to Steeplegrass um, sort of started Tabergrass, which is, which is the, the current, current modern yeah. community bluegrass. Okay. So we kind of can trace our grandma's lineage back through, and, and she's she's been helpful in some of these communal classes mm -hmm. um, and keeping the, the bluegrass community here yeah. going yeah. for a while. She was She was telling me sort of, more about starting cabin fever and our dad actually found a college in ohio or something far far away that had a bluegrass program mm -hmm. and he got really excited about it because he had been wanting to play bluegrass with people and didn't really know where to learn and he looked at all the local community colleges and couldn't find anything and by a stroke of luck grandma likes to say that she had a little bit of uh influence with the president of Clackamas yeah. Community College. <laughs> it was a she stroke was... of luck that our grandfather was the president of Clackamas Community gotcha, College. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yes. But she, she, she likes had to a like, little bit of it. She likes to kind of wink and be like, luckily enough. Yeah, yeah. I knew a guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they started the class and it was did, kind of formative for some people. So your family like did put you to work playing music 
very Because you had a family band. Yes. Yeah. So when you would get together for Christmas, to what extent was music involved? Did you play together? Or were you like, I'm off the clock? No, it was extremely yes. very. Yeah, we did play. And the nice thing is over the last maybe 10, 15 years, other members of my dad's extended family have wanted to start learning mu music. Oh, great. So our uncle Dave um, plays the bass. And he's gone through a number of instruments. He showed up with a trombone one year, and I think mm -hmm. he has a tuba. But he's really latched onto the bass, so my dad has transcribed all of these tunes that we all kind of have in common and written them out for my uncle, and he puts him to work practicing the tunes before yeah. holidays. And then um, our Aunt Lou plays ukulele, and some and of our cousin cousins Riley have started playing, playing ukulele. Um, our and Aunt Shelly actually, turns out, plays piano and blues guitar. Mm -hmm. So... She'll she'll bring stuff in yep. and we'll play that. And then our father's oldest brother John Lee plays blues harmonica and, and guitar. guitar, and his wife plays flute. And his so daughter we, sings. Yeah. So we've my my dad. Our father is kind of um, he really likes being sort of the band leader, yeah. the music man. Mm -hmm. He likes to write everything out and get all the papers and the music stands arranged and everybody has a place and they can play. And, and this is just and, for yourselves. Yes. And there's music stands everywhere. Okay. Yes. <laughs> wow. We, our, our cousin once brought someone along because she was like, "You play music. Our family plays music." And yeah. he was just like completely shocked and awed to see the production that was like Hawkinson family Christmas yeah. music time. Yeah. How long do you all play? I mean it depends. Like usually once we've eaten yeah, like you an know hour things or two. people start breaking stuff out and noodling around and eventually it turns into my father facilitating a musical experience for all of us. It used to um. be it used to be a little more intense actually I think mm -hmm. because we all played in orchestra yeah. and we had like orchestral pieces that we learned so we would all play for christmas wow. there, was, there were christmas carol arrangements yeah. for string quartets which he would bring along and our grandfather's sister aunt marianne mm -hmm. who was actually like one of my grandma's best friends growing up mm -hmm. um she was a classical violinist and grandma played in an orchestra with her so we were able to give them the music, mm -hmm. and then we actually, we did play out a few times. Mm -hmm. I feel like we played, like, I don't know, retirement homes and yeah, farmers I mean, markets Outside of the yeah. family stuff, um, we live on in over in southwest Portland, and there were, like, three other houses with kids around our age who all were musically inclined. And so there was, like, a... A, a, a neighborhood, yeah, a neighborhood, <laughs> a neighborhood chamber ensemble of youth orchestra kids, and we would go around to retirement homes some years and play mm -hmm. Christmas music. You know, we used to play at one of our friends' church yeah. because she had taught us all the songs anyway, and it was a nice thing to do on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. And at a certain point, you know, we were all like in youth orchestra, and our our parents were kind of helping facilitate that, so it wasn't too much of a stretch to just start doing it you know, outside of an organization and just yeah. gather together and, and play tunes, so. Yeah. I will say it's a lot of work to make sure that Uncle Dave has his bass chords and Aunt oh, yeah. Lou has her ukulele <laughs> chords. And, and our father thrives on that. He do, He loves to do it, and he does. He <laughs> likes making charts. Making he, yes. <laughs> so for, for family holiday Christmas time uh, jams, uh, do you all do specifically holiday music? Or is it just whatever? Right now, our grandma's 95, and we kind of just do whatever will we'll get her playing yeah. and singing. Okay. And she has been cycling through a number of tunes um, 
there's that the Irish drummer boy. The, oh yeah, the, the minstrel boy. The minstrel boy. It's an old Irish song, and she brought that out and was like, "I want to play this and sing this." And we were like, "Sure, okay. yeah, great." We'll, so we we'll do, that do that every time. <laughs> um, she really she likes that one. Um, it's like a it's like an old '70s hippie song. Little girl, little girl, turn around and you're. A young wife with babes of her own. There's oh, some yeah. some songs. She oh, just, don't fence me in. Yeah, one of her favorites lately. She just she just has these songs, and she'll they change over the years which one she kind of remembers and wants to bring mm. out. But she wants to show them to us and play yeah. them with us, and we just kind of want to have any excuse for her to be playing and stuff. Ninety five, huh? Mm -hmm. yeah. Still still playing. I just played yeah. yesterday with the wow. Milwaukee Singers yeah. with her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Very cool. I hope I'm still playing when I'm 95. Yeah, me too. Us too, mm. yeah. She's an example in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. uh, let's play Let's play another another old-time tune before we branch out into other into other genres. Okay. So, uh, that first one... Have you all played Breaking Up Christmas before? No. No? <laughs> Maybe at the Breaking Up Christmas jam you had Maybe last it happened, year. yeah. <laughs> but... Do you do y'all like I don't know that much about like the history of it, but do you know like w like old Christmas in Kentucky and all that kind of stuff? No. Nah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, I guess there was like a contingent. Pl please, people, you know, at me and and write in and tell me the ways in which I'm wrong about this. But I'm under the impression that there was an Orthodox contingent of pe of a lot of people in Kentucky, and I'm assuming also North Carolina. Who would celebrate Orthodox Christmas? Hmm. They would call it Old Christmas, and I guess uh, specifically, I think it's like the twelfth day of Christmas is also Epiphany, and that would be breaking up Christmas or Old Christmas. I don't know. It all gets a little mm -hmm. confusing for me sometimes. But a lot of old-time musicians specifically throw breaking up Christmas parties, and often they'll be around the like. Okay, Christmas season is officially over. Mm -hmm. Boxing Day sort of idea. Boxing Day is the day after Christmas. That's a British thing where they would like give the day off to all the servants and like lower class, working class folks and give them like the food, leftover food in boxes, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds like in, in Scandinavia they have like the, the throw out the tree day, which, which is like around, <laughs> it's like the 13th day of Christmas, like the day oh, after yeah. Christmas stuff. It's like usually the first week of January or whatever. And you have, the, it's like Knut, I think, and you, th and you throw out the tree. And Coincidentally, another big tradition in our family is throwing out the tree. Yeah. Is it always on the same day? No. No, but it's always the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we live like a half a mile away, walks away from, from a middle school. And we drag our tree by hand every year. Oh. It's because tradition? For, to prove that There's, we can. There are some things that my dad... You just don't fight him on anymore. It's kind of fun. Point. I mean, like, yeah. dragging the tree is, like, people think you're weird. And we've always kind of enjoyed that as yeah. a family. So, the, really, this is, like, not not religious. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Yeah, say. that's what you say. It's not religious, yeah. but it's extremely tradition-focused. Yeah. They're just not the traditions that anyone else does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Very good. Let's play that old Christmas morning. Should I just start or would you prefer potatoes? Do you have a preference? You just start, we'll jump in. Okay.
Okay, so <laughs> Christmas questions. Did you two believe in Santa Claus? Yes. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Until like, do ago. you two believe in Santa Claus? I guess Santa, I should. Santa, <laughs> in the words of the Lubin brothers, Santa is real. Santa is real. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Shout out to uh, at Bluegrass Memes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Very good. I have definitely played both a Halloween concert and a Christmas concert that were both themed around that album cover. <laughs> the Halloween one went with the original Satan sure, is real, sure. you know, and then the Santa is real for. You can see his works. For all occasions. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think everybody believes in Santa a little bit, especially when they're little. I know? fully believed in Santa for. Pretty long. Time. You believed in a lot of stuff and for quite a while. <laughs> I very much believed that leprechauns we were, were real. We were building fairy houses in the until backyard I was until you were like thir thirteen. <laughs> oh, why did you believe in that? Um, did someone tell you to believe? Everyone in, that? in my life collaborated to tell me that it was true, including like my third grade best friend, who decided that it would be really funny if she also told me that leprechauns were real and she had several stories about meeting them. Yeah. She wasn't really trying to prolong my innocence. She was mostly making fun of me. Okay, it, so th there was a malicious intent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we went to a, a a daycare center that was very committed to the, the leprechaun yeah. visits, and then our parents really maintained. Yeah. We every St. Patrick's Day, um, Darby O'Gill would come and turn yeah, our we milk had, green. We had our own Hawkinson family. Leprechaun. House leprechaun, <laughs> and he would scatter he little would notes. sequins that were shaped like shamrocks. They looked. They then his notes looked a lot like our father's handwriting, yeah. but really small. So. The tooth fairy's yeah. writing looked like mom's handwriting. My though, tooth so fairy's handwriting looked like dad's <laughs> handwriting. So. We had two different. Uh, mine was Mary, and yours was Terry. I yeah, believe. I think so. So there was a whole host of like demigods and oh, like yes. mythical totally, creatures yeah. in your household growing for sure. up. I do remember that Ellie told me some stories that I believed for a troublingly long I time. I did. Including that there was the ghost of a Revolutionary War soldier that lived in our basement. You I, don't know that that's not true. I don't. I, I, don't. <laughs> I also He's told you there. that if you blew a big enough soap bubble it would travel all the way around the world and come back to you and tell you stories. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I told you that Santa had a special credit card that he used to buy presents for all the good boys and girls because you were like, how did Santa make me a Barbie? Yeah. Doesn't seem like Santa this could seems make like me IP a Barbie. Theft. Yeah, that's copyright infringement. Yeah. And Mattel I, is going to come after Santa with a lawsuit. Said, Santa has a very special, everyone has just agreed that Santa can spend as much money as he wants. It's a no limits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And with all the miles, yeah. that's what pays for, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We had a very imaginative well, in many ways, it was nice. One time I had the idea to put up an extra stocking. I was talking to my parents and I was like, what would just happen if I put up another stocking? Gonna trick Santa? Uh, yeah, I don't know to what extent I was like being mischievous. I was like, I mean, what's the, what's the harm in doing that? Mm -hmm. And so I did. And uh, one of my stockings was, was full of rocks. <laughs> wow, Santa. Nice. Yeah. Feeling salty that year. Kept pulling over on him. 
I think you made a stocking for your American Girl doll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't that sounds if right. She particularly got any gifts. Right. There might. I think there was like one. Was, one was this couple. out of the kindness of your heart, or you wanted to? No, I don't think I was aiming for more candy. I yeah. think I just probably, wanted her to have her own stocking. We we both didn't have a great understanding of what was imagination and what was reality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When we were children, <laughs> like I didn't know that songs weren't real when I was Ooh. a little kid. It so was, our father would sing us Merle Haggard tunes. And I was like, right. Daddy, you went to prison? That's yeah. like, yeah. That's you were a really, coal miner? really yeah. bad delusion to have it when the songs were all bluegrass. Yeah. yeah. You killed 12 of your girlfriends? Oh, wow. <laughs> what an interesting Speaking of Dad grandma, she had a song called The Ballad of Anne Boleyn, which was mm. the scariest song mm. ever written. I, even, I, was, I was, like, creeped out by the song, but... My childhood fear was King Henry VIII. Yeah. <laughs> uh... I was like literally afraid that he was gonna behead me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that says about us, but <laughs> that's who we are. I'm still. I mean, I I can only watch horror movies with certain people because I need everyone to be fully bought into the premise of the movie if I'm going to enjoy it. So my best friend and I will get like absolutely terrified as we watch a movie together because we're both just like more and more invested in the reality of this horror universe and you enjoy very much so. leaning into that yes. so i was going to ask was there a santa isn't real moment and it seems like there was for me there was okay i don't remember i think having younger siblings means that eventually you kind of realize what's happening mm-hmm. but you also unless you're very mean-spirited we want to keep up the the, the gag for yeah. the younger kids yeah. we have a little brother and we both fully committed to being in on the Santa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was in sixth grade, and I was, like, pretty sure Santa probably wasn't real, but not. I was holding out hope, and then our teacher read a, lo- a list of facts of, like, things that would be true if Santa were real. Like, you would have to travel at X oh, miles no. an hour and go down oh, no. a million chimneys at once, and he, it would, the whole thing would take 45 days. And I was like sitting there laughing really hard, but also like a little bit sad. Like, okay, okay, he's dead. Oh, that's the that is the saddest reaction that you're like. You're totally right. (laughs) We all know here, and on the inside, your little heart is turning to stone. (laughs) Still believing. Oh no! But leprechauns are definitely still real. Sure. (laughs) That was my full reaction. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess, like, St. Nick was a real person, and I heard that he was at the Council of Nicaea, and then he got into a fist fight with someone over some sort of, like, something that should or should not be involved in the Bible. Interesting. There's also... So he seems cool. (laughs) I recently watched a New York Times video, I think, Mm -hmm. that was about this theory that actually Santa might have come from, like, a Sami myth about... Well, they do have... Like Yulipu or something is what it's called. I can't do the language, but like Finnish Santa is like his own dealio, and he I think is influenced from Sami culture. Sami are the indigenous people of Uh, northern Scandinavia. The the people that um, isn't the new Frozen. Yeah, the the new indigenous people, and didn't they sign some sort of contract? Yeah, Disney Disney worked with them to make sure that the portrayal of Sami culture was respectful, I think. Yeah. And I'd be interested to hear what 
actual Sami people think of the new yeah. year. I haven't seen it, but um, interesting. Yeah, Scandinavian Christmas stuff is is mm-hmm. a is a trip. It involves reindeer and you know that. This one was about a particular sort of hallucinogenic mushroom that's red and white and uh-huh. um, was involved in, like, bringing true stories and advice to people. Mm-hmm. And they had they had a whole... They had outlined it very clearly. Um, wow. Did not have a ton of actual supporting evidence mm-hmm. as far as I can tell. <laughs> There's lots of different Scandinavian ones. In Iceland, they have the... I think it's, like, 13... Um, troll brothers, Christmas troll I guys. I love Icelandic trolls. And then my favorite <laughs> for Iceland is the Yule cat, which is a giant cat that roams the countryside and eats you if you didn't get any clothes for Christmas. So I think that parents oh, in Iceland have to clothe their children because it's cold there. And so they make them new little sweaters and mittens every year. And kids are probably like, I don't want new sweaters and mittens. Yeah, I, I want, want nice things. Okay. And so the parents were like, well, if you don't get sweaters and mittens, you will be eaten by the Yule cat. This is just a precautionary <laughs> that's my, method. That's my suspicion. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then yes. in, in like Sweden and Norway and Denmark, um, you always leave porridge out for the tomte or the nisse, uh, the Yule, Yule tomte. And, um, and you leave porridge I think sometimes you leave it in the barn with the animals and it's like he eats the porridge and blesses your farm kind of thing. Yeah. Is there any, like to what extent are the, are the Scandinavian Christmas traditions like, like separately conceived from like the religious, I, I mean, I Christian think, religious yeah, stuff. Yeah. I think a lot of them are old, like old mythology, like sort of, outside of Lutheranism, <laughs> you know? And there's there's lots of this little mythological stuff, especially with folk music, these characters and creatures. You have the Nekin in Sweden, and he's this naked guy who plays the fiddle and lures you to your death. In, he sits in a river and you drown. Um, How does he lure? With the music he's so just or very with handsome. the naked he's It's very, specifically because he's extremely he's, handsome. Because he can get it. He's like, <laughs> okay, the, cool. he's like the Pied Piper and he sits naked in a river and he, I think the music is enchanting as well. Sure. But there's, but there's neck and tuning, which is like cross tuning in America where you have these different tunings in different places. Yeah. And, and um, there's like if you, I think if you leave like your fiddle by a, by a lake tuning. where Neckin lives, and wait for three days or something, some amount of time. And he'll come out the, and t- he'll come out and tune your fiddle. Yeah, oh. and he'll he'll teach you fiddle tunes sometimes. Like I think there's like a bridge, and if you go there every Thursday for some number of weeks and wait, like he'll teach you a tune. There's all these weird little things, and they're like kind of outside of the regular religion, mm-hmm. but then they kind of cross over. Like um, I think it was for church instruments like like psaltery kind of things um there's an extra hole in the side of some of these instruments that they found and it's to let the devil out sure so that you can bring your instrument into church i might be making this up and just like remembering things <laughs> from the swedish folk music facebook forum that no, i translated poorly yeah. but um but there's all these little things and that kind of like it like goes with the the dominant christianity because like mm-hmm. you can't let the folksy the like bad mythology, the bad magic in. Yeah. Um, my nickel harpa has a troll posa, a magic bag, um, hanging inside of it. Okay. That is like a blessing on my instrument. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that the builder actually really was making this. And he was like, well, this is the only way to keep the devil out of this nickel Does it have any mechanical function at all? No, it just hangs in there. And apparently Hassa, the guy who built it, he said, um, 
to the person who bought it before me that there was a piece of Biscala in it. Biscala was the player from the 1700s, and I was like, that's oh, very Lord. macabre. What does that mean? That's a Bischella. piece? Yes, there's part of Biscala in it. Which I, part? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's, it's like all these little weird parts of the old mythology that kind of mix in with some of the new religious stuff, huh. um, from what I can tell. Um, yeah, fiddles were seen as very devilish. Yeah, um, in a lot of cultures. Yeah. Um, but then there's still like, like folk, folk Christmas tunes and folk religious tunes as well. Mm -hmm. Um, that kind of mix like the, the devil, the Neckin creatures and the, and the mythology creatures that you, that you hear about in, I don't know, more popular culture stuff, trolls and stuff like that. Um, they're all still kind of there. Yeah. Underneath. It's funny in bluegrass, there's a lot of religious songs and also a lot of ghost songs mm -hmm. that are kind of this alternate mythology that, yeah. that isn't directly religious but it is kind of about af potential afterlife things and it's sort of like and... culturally christian american christian instead of like specifically yeah actually anything that's based in yeah like long black veil is very much about like it's written from the point of view of someone who has died. And so it's like there, but it's like, but it's, it's not about being in God's heaven. Yeah. You're talking. not, you're, you haven't been, you're just cursed to be a ghost because you did mm -hmm. something bad. So it's very similar. It's related, but it's yeah. probably from an older huh. mythology that yeah. sort of became, that's what we do with stories generally. Well, I was thinking since we did a bunch of talking about um, Scandinavian music, Maybe, w can we switch things around a little bit? Can we do those next? Mm -hmm. um, since that's like the apropos, like one to do. And then maybe we can, maybe we can end with the bluegrass sure. tune. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. Let's do that. Um, oh, right. I'm playing guitar on these and they're very wacky. Yes. <laughs> Let's see if I can remember. <laughs> so what are we about to play? We are gonna play a Norwegian Christmas hymn um, which I learned while I was studying in Sweden um, from Mia Marine, who is a wonderful Swedish fiddle player. Um, and it's, I think it's a fairly popular Christmas, Norwegian Christmas hymn. Plenty of people have, have um, played it, but I really like it, so I want to play it too. Mia Marine? Mia Marine. 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 M-A-R-I-N-E. She just changed the spelling, and that is important because there's another woman named Mia Marine who okay. works in a very different industry, and you should look up M-I-A space M-A-R-I-N-E if you wish to find the Swedish fiddler. Okay. Perhaps add Swedish fiddle to the Google search as well, just to further narrow just the results. stay safe. <laughs> Dear Lord. Yes. Okay, great. And if you want to do the other one, maybe an incognito browser. Yeah, Is that what we're talking? Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Mode all the way. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm -hmm. uh, right on the same page. <laughs> great. And what what does the tune mean? Um, it's, the title. It's in the in the sweet Christmas time. I denna juletid. Um, and then there's some some more like religiousy stuff, but it's mostly, you know, God's, talking about how God's Christmas cool, is nice. Christmas is awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Great. <laughs> Are uh, there any trolls? No or, trolls. Yeah. No trolls here. Just nice Christmas time. Okay, cool. Happy Earth. Um, okay. Yeah. Right on. Cool. So this is Idemasat the Ulatid. Okay. 
Beautiful. Nice. Ah, oh, sweet Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that one. It's, it's a good lovely. Tea. Thank you guys for learning that weird. It's more complicated than oh, I thought it no was. Oh, no problem. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I've never played it on a chord instrument, and it's more complicated than I thought. So. Yeah. It makes sense once you kind of know how it goes. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. it's a really good example of when a vocal melody can be very confusing when you're trying to make it into an, mm -hmm. onto an instrument. Mm -hmm. Where, like, the way that the words work might not be how we would choose to write something on an instrument. Like yes. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you sang it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we have another another Scandi tune. Where's where this one from? Um, this one is from a notebook uh, from a guy. I, I, I looked this all up, and now I'm like, it's blanking. Um, but it's Lansen's Yulpolska, and it was this woman, I, th I think, in Södermanland. And um, ah, I, yes. think her, I think her <laughs> father had a notebook of tunes, and it was in there. <laughs> Um, I, I would have to, you can at me if you out there are listening and you are a Scandinavian folk music expert and you know precisely where Lansen's Yulopolska is. It's another one that I learned while I was in Sweden and I will say that for the first half of the year or so my Swedish was not perfect. Mm. So there were a lot of melodies I learned and I heard all the stories behind them and got maybe every other word. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm a little fuzzy on the details for some okay. of the tunes. But Kablansen's Yulpolska. Great. It, it, what's this song about? So this is a song called Lansen's Yulpolska, and Polska is a tune type, and Yul means Christmas, so Christmas, Christmas Polska. And um, it was recorded by um, Gerda Zetterlund, who, um, whose father would sing it um, the day before Christmas, when everything was Yulfint. Christmas, Christmasly fine. Um, I found an old newspaper article about it. Um, so it, it was, it was recorded by her, and her father would sing it. Yeah. So unclear on, on whether he wrote it necessarily or whether it's traditional. But and it's about is the tune just yeah, about so the, things being Christmasly yes, fine? Basically, now it's now it's Christmas for Hey O Hope, hooray hooray! Great. Um, and mother has just finished baking and um, dad's getting a Christmas tree and putting mm. the food on the table and then um, oh, I have to think uh, this, this evening we'll, we'll light the four Christmas candles and Kay. the mm -hmm. fiddler will drink out of um, papa's fine cup oh, um, and they'll stay awake all night and oh, nice. what it means. everything will be Christmasly fine Christmasly fine <laughs> you think <laughs> Yeah. Simply having a wonderful Christmasly fine. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll start it and I'll sing it and then we'll play it a couple times. Wonderful. Så hinnorna tända och vaka I kväll ska tända 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 drink from Dad's cup. We did it. Made <laughs> So we have uh, one more before the official end of the episode. Although we're gonna have a bonus track that I'm gonna let everyone hear because it's Christmas. <laughs> Uh, but before we do, before we talk about that one, mm-hmm. what are y'all up to these days, and how do people keep up with what you're doing these days? Yeah, so um, this is Amy, and as soon as my band member returns from Antarctica, where he's been, Colin, Colin <laughs> Stackhouse, featured previously on Get Up in yeah. the Cool, um, uh, we will be playing some tunes as Varelsa, which is our Scandinavian folk fusion-ish kind of a dealio band. Um, We're planning a tour in March and a little tour in May and applying for festivals. And we have a website, varelsamusic.com, and we're on Facebook and we have an email list. And yeah, so you can look my name up or our band name up and maybe it can be in the description of the podcast absolutely we'll so know how to spell mm-hmm. it yeah mm-hmm. it's in the show notes <laughs> tap around till you get all the relsa um and i actually will be touring a lot less with jeff scroggins in colorado uh-huh. next year um for several reasons we've kind of decided to take a break from touring as a band um but I will be playing some shows with Greg Blake, and it looks like possibly some shows with with um, different Jeff Scroggins configurations. Cool. Jeff Scroggins in Arizona. Jeff or... Scroggins in Oregon. Yeah. Jeff Scroggins <laughs> in British Columbia. Yeah. Potentially. So keep your eye out for that. Okay. Um, I may even be a Scrog dog every once in a while. Oh, very good. Yes. And we all um, know what that means. Yes. No, it's it's his new it's his new band. Of, oh, cool. Um, the California dogs. hooligans is how I would describe them. The scrog dogs. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, no guarantees, but I, I, I may be playing. I, I will play more music with Jeff Scroggins eventually. Um, and for now, I'm, I'm playing a lot more around town. I'm trying to teach more fiddle and vocal lessons, which has been really fun, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I forgot that I loved teaching because I was on the road so much that I really couldn't make it work. Um, and I'm working on putting together um, a solo album that I'm hoping to get recorded sometime awesome. next year. And yeah. I want to talk Ellie into doing a album of fiddle duets, do brother duets. Yeah. Um, I think that could be kind of fun. The Leuven Sisters. The Leuven Sisters. <laughs> Santa is real. Um, that's the name of our first Christmas album. Yeah. Um, yeah. My 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 big project right now is collecting every angry uh, country song ever written by a woman and mm. choosing my favorites and recording them. It's been very fun. Good. <laughs> that sounds very cathartic and very nice. I would be also very easy to persuade about the Leuven brothers. Leuven yeah. sisters. Leuven sisters. Idea. So watch, <laughs> watch this space. Great. So what are we going to play for the last song? Uh, this is an old bluegrass song um, that I think I learned from my grandma, um, <laughs> which makes more sense if you know just how many songs I might have learned from my grandma. Um, I, I I remember. I feel like I've sung it with um, with her and my dad, maybe, or my dad and someone else, or my grandma and someone. It's been sung by me and family members. Yeah. 
Um, but we'll say that I learned it from my grandma. Um, and it's actually was a recorded by the Stanley Brothers way back in the day. Um, and it's called Oh Beautiful Star of Bethlehem. Yeah. About to be performed by the Stanley Sisters. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Stanley Sisters and Friend. Thanks so much for being on the show, Ellen yeah. and Amy. You're welcome.
You can visit Amy's band, Varelsa, at their website, varelsamusic.com, and on Facebook, where you should like and follow them so you can stay up to date. And make sure to follow Ellie Hawkinson's artist page on Facebook for news about her upcoming performances with her many projects, and you can contact her there for fiddle and vocal lessons. And everything I just mentioned is linked in this episode's show notes on your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Come back next year to get up in the cool.